Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast, where we bring you the best growth strategies from the world's experts to help build your business fast. And now, here's your host, Mark Fidelman. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Digital Brand Builder Podcast. Today, joining me is Sebastian Rusk. We're going to talk about how to be successful with podcasts, how to launch them, how to make them extremely uh, valuable to your audience. And, uh, you know, for me, as somebody that podcasts a lot, I'm very interested to learn more things that will help me make this podcast more successful. So, Sebastian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mark. What's up, dude? Well, dude, I am very interested, as you know, as we talked previously. But before we jump in, let's get a little bit of your background so everyone knows who you are. Well, I just got out of prison yesterday, so I'm really trying to figure out what my next move is. Well, uh, probably to the parole office, but... Well, I already called him before the interview. Okay. Uh, so uh, the, the story started about 10 years ago. I uh, was in Southern California for 10 years, and 2008 happened. We all know what happened there. I found myself in Newport Beach, California, waking up every day, and it's you know 10 grand just to wake up uh and live that's not going on vacation or anything yet i didn't have any income coming in because we were in the in the uh, we were headed directly into a nasty recession so i went back to miami in uh, march 2008 and decided it was time to move back home and did that and launched my brand in 2010 and have been whittling away at the whole digital marketing and social media world uh ever since and decided to get serious about podcasting back in 2016 and really found a niche there and launched a solution called the Podcast Launch Lab. And now we help marketers and entrepreneurs go from idea to iTunes in 90 days or less with our turnkey done for you, done with you podcast launch solution. So um, yeah, that's in, in a nutshell. I mean, you said a hundred words, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. Well, I'm not counting, but I think that sounds about right. So let's just jump into this. What... Why did you get started in podcasting and how did you become such an expert? Well, I've always been a podcaster because in the, the very beginning when I launched my brand, I, I had no money. I had, I had a bus pass and I had a skateboard that I bought from Jack Surf Shop before I left California. And so I was just running around just selling the dream. And as I did that, people started to resonate with people because they're like, wait a second, this social media stuff's not going anywhere. So I spent a few years, in fact, I wrote my first book about social media called Social Media Sucks If You Don't Know What You're Doing. But I, in 2016, I found myself frustrated with two facets of both my personal brand and then my business brand. My business brand, I did not want to be associated, or excuse me, I did not want to be considered a social media guy. Because I just felt that that, that, that was just going to continue to become more and more of the popular thing to do. It's like being a realtor or a personal trainer. It's just not some, something I... Those, those, those professions are fine. It just wasn't for me. And you know that old quote, the, the riches are in the niches. And I believe there, are some, there is some truth to that. And as I'd always, I'd always had a podcast since I started. So I started and stopped the show three times. And then in 2016, I had a friend challenge me to create a solution to help people start a podcast. And I listened to her and I actually uh, ended up creating the podcast launch lab out of that recommendation. So I spent the next 18 months trying to figure out who my, who my customers were, but still we were selling the, the shows, selling solutions, helping people start a podcast. It was just patchy. And then at the end of last year, I decided that I wanted to get real serious about podcasting and go all in with it. Meaning we're not going to do any other agency work, any of the other 
video content, anything influencer work, any other stuff I've been doing above and beyond that, it was just going to be a podcast. I was going to focus on my podcast and helping marketers and entrepreneurs start their podcast. I spent 18 months because I didn't know who my ideal customer was. I learned the, the hard way that it wasn't anybody with a budget, like I've done several times before. <laughs> and um, in uh, January of this year, I opened up a studio here in Miami and decided that the podcast launch hub needs to be a place where people can go. And as I, as I did that, I continued to attract more people that said, hey, maybe I want to start a podcast. And of course, with COVID hitting, everyone and their brother wants to start a podcast because, well, I mean, you know, what else is there to do? But having been a podcaster for 10 years, starting and stopping my show three times, finally getting serious about it, rebranding it on the third restart, and then starting a company on the back of all of that is pretty much how I wound up in the podcasting space. Expert? Mm, I don't know about expert because, well, we're all figuring this thing out, right? So yeah. is there any experts out there? Because, you know, Mark, we're talking about a, a technology that's 17 years old that's just now gaining popularity. I saw a quote last week, a notable podcaster, I forget what the name was, said, we are, podcasting is in its infancy. And that stopped me in my tracks. I thought, what? But that's how technology works, right? It happens, you know, whenever it's going to happen and it's going to shape and evolve, whatever way it's going to shape and evolve, it doesn't care about our feelings or our thought process or whether or not we've decided to adapt to it. So I just see too clearly that podcasting is slowly but surely replacing radio. And we're living in this audio era where we can order, you know, Perk Plus while we're still in the shower because, well, Alexa, right? Um, but yeah, uh, that's, uh, that, that's how I wound up to present day here. We're on a mission to help 100 people you know, start a podcast and, and share their story. I think that um, podcasts can change the world, just like people writing a book can change the world. Starting a podcast can do that too, because you know, stories resonate with people. Okay. Well, let, let's kind of walk people through this, because this is important. If a business or an individual wants to start a podcast, what do you recommend they do first? Call me. Besides that, let's say they don't have your phone number. Of course, of course. Uh, so first things first is let's, let, 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 let's ask ourselves why we want to start a podcast. And if you can't get clear on your why of starting a podcast, well, then you need to stay there until you're clear because that why is going to be the driving force that, that propels you and motivates you to continue to create content and stick with the show. You're a podcaster, so you speak that language. You got to have a real connected why to starting a solution, uh, or starting a podcast. And a lot of the times, things like things I hear things like, "Well, I've got a story to tell, and that I was able to work through and overcome and do this," or "I've got a specific niche, and people want to know more about what I do and know more about me." I want to impact others. I want to provide value to the world. I want to and. As opposed to saying, I just want to start a podcast because I want to make money. So first things first is to get clear on your why. Once you're clear with your why, let's figure out what you're going to call the show and what kind of show is it going to be? Is it just going to be you talking? Is it going to be you interviewing people? Um, and start to unpack what all this starts to look like. You can do this on a piece of paper. It's like, what is my why? Why do I want to start a podcast? Answer that question. What would I call the podcast? Okay, cool. I'd call it my podcast show. Okay, great. Uh, what's the show going to be about? Well, I want to interview people. I want to interview this person. I want to interview that person, these type of people, this type of audience, uh, et cetera. And then once you start to really map out all of those initial things, then everything starts to come together and fall into place. Um, I found just based on the experience that I've had with helping folks start a podcast and having my own podcast too. But the very first thing is to get clear on your why, figure out what you're going to call the show and what kind of show it's going to be. Okay. And then once you figure that out, right, I know there's a number of steps to getting a podcast set up and uh, I don't think I want to go into that. 
um, because that would be someone that, that calls you to, to, to help them through that. Or there's plenty of resources on the web if you want to take the time and do it that way. So once you figured out your why, once you figured out, you know, how to set up the podcast, what do you do next? So the first thing is you've got to figure out how you're going to record, how you're going to record the podcast. I always recommend using Anchor if you're getting started on your own. Anchor is a free solution. They have an app. They have a desktop solution. You can literally start a podcast on your phone these days. So stressing over what equipment to buy, et cetera, I think it's more important to figure out everything I just talked about, which is your why, what kind of show it's going to be, uh, and then what the first episode is going to be all about and actually getting that first episode recorded. So sitting down and actually mapping that out on a sheet of paper, episode one, I'm calling it my first episode. What are we going to talk about? I'm going to write three to six key points that I want to discuss during this episode. I'm going to write any links that I refer to and any ancillary notes that I may jot down during the episode. I'm going to put that, put that on this piece of paper. Now, what looks like just a scribbled up piece of paper with some notes on it actually becomes your show notes and you utilize that as a guide when you're recording instead of just turning the microphone on and hoping it's all going to fall into place. You've got some sort of organization in front of you. And then when the show's done, those show notes then become just that, your show notes, which are your description on your, on your podcast episode. So figuring out what you're going to talk about on episode one and where you're going to actually record your podcast episode. So there's, again, there's several different, and I don't want to go too far down the, the, uh, um, in two, in one specific area, as far as how to get this started, because there's several different facets. You have a podcast, obviously, you know, the process involved, but the, I'm trying to dumb it down. Like I was explaining it to like a five-year-old because I don't want to, in an effort to not confuse people. So once you figure out your why, the name of the show, what kind of show you need to figure out where you're going to record it and how you're going to record it. You could download Anchor and record it right on your phone. You could record it on your phone with a voice recorder and then upload it and send it to an editor to get edited and, and upload it to a podcast host. All of this sounds Greek to the average person that doesn't know a lot about podcasting. So I try to steer away from the logistical steps of it. But as a general overview, when deciding, yeah, I want to start a podcast. Why do I want to start it? This is why. What do I want to call it? That's what I want to call it. Who do I want to talk to? This is who I want to talk to. Great. How do I record? So you're either going to Amazon and buying a microphone, you're using your, 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 your iPhone to record the podcast. Um, whatever you feel is the least, uh, you know, least resistant path to go to actually get that accomplished is always what I recommend. But figuring out first and foremost, your why and what kind of show it's going to be is the most important because you can sign up for an anchor account in about 35 nanoseconds and be recording a podcast episode, you know, within the hour if you chose to. So, um, is it important though to have like an intro and outro and some music? Is that really important? Absolutely. Absolutely. So writing an intro would be introducing the show that that's what you hear on most podcasts. You would create an intro script. You would create an outro script. You would then record that. These are all things that are done once you've established, well, where am I going to record this thing? How am I going to record it? And where's it going to go after I've done that? So um, we kind of, it kind of works in it kind of works in reverse because you've got to fi figure out all these things first and foremost, and then figure out how you're going to actually accomplish them and actually get them recorded because that seems to be the biggest hurdle for people. They understand I can come up with a name, I can come up with what I want to go do, but when it comes to free, when it comes to actually going and recording something, it's deer in headlights because you know technology isn't always our friend, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. I I just find if you have an intro outro music, and it's professionally done, and you can do so pretty inexpensively on Fiverr or Upwork, 
those are very uh, they're inexpensive, but you can find some quality people on there. I was, I was quite shocked. In fact, my really, entire really intro and music is on is from Fiverr. I mean, everything was done. Yeah, no, I've done a ton of stuff with 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 um, freelancers on Fiverr and, and other freelancer platforms. And um, in fact, I'm glad you brought that up because I always recommend outsourcing and not just hey, call me. That's that, that's not a shameless plug here. I'm saying if you've come up with your show name and you know what you want to call it and you know how you're going to record it, and you're like, I don't care. I'm just going to record it with my iPhone. In fact, the iPhone has an incredible mic. If you're in a quiet room, yeah. If you're in a and quiet also room. the the air the, the earbuds with the cord work they come with every iPhone on the planet work really well as a mic if you're in a quiet place. So technically, yeah. you can record it. So I always recommend you know what? Why don't you just bust out the voice recorder on your phone? If you're an Android user, I I can't help you, but but <laughs> Apple users, you can use the voice recorder, which works extremely well, and you can record the podcast episode and then go to Fiverr and find a podcast editor. And go, hey, listen, I recorded an intro, I recorded an episode, and I recorded an outro. They're all raw audio files. I need you to create an intro. I need you to create an outro. I need you to tie everything together for me. And you can probably pull something like that together for, you know, I would say, I'm exaggerating if I say less than 100 bucks. It's probably significantly less than that. But yes, if you're looking to, to avoid is the, the, the most frictionless route possible would be just to record the content while it's fresh in your head and then go find an editor that can put it all together and make it sound pretty. Wonderful. And okay, so let's, let's move on from there. You've set it up. You got the recording down. You're using the, the tools that we just talked about. All right. So how do you find your guests? Or if it's solo, how do you script your solo act or, or you just recommend people just get on there and be a talking head? I do not recommend that because most people can't do it. So if you, unless you, if you, unless you think, unless you think you can carry yourself for a significant amount of time and, you know, a significant amount of time for, you know, one talking head would be, I would say between 10 and 20 minutes max. And you're interesting. You got to be interesting too. 100%. If you're not interested, yeah, exactly. You got to be interesting and you got to be providing extremely valuable content or telling a storyline that really keeps people on their edge. I just launched a show uh, for a, uh, for a LinkedIn rock star. She's got 400,000 followers on LinkedIn. Her name's Shay Robottom and she is an incredible storyteller. And she's like, I'm doing the first eight episodes, just me. And we fought tooth and nail on that. And sure enough, she, her story was compelling enough. She unpacked her entire childhood and trauma and how she was able to work through it in the whole nine through the first eight episodes to kind of prelude the show, uh, as, as part of the launch. And she got away with it because she could tell a story and she had such a strong storyline. You could not wait for the next episode, but that's extremely rare to do. So I highly, highly, highly recommend finding people to be on your show. And that's a very easy process. All we've got to do is go to Facebook look on our friends list and the people that we talk to the most, that we're the most engaged with, that we have access to, people that are doing cooler things than you, that are smarter than you, that make more money than you, that have done more than you. Getting them on your podcast is a very creative way to pick their brain in a constructive format. So finding guests should be a dime a dozen this day with, 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 with uh, social media, especially with the people that we're in touch with. And you just never know who you can actually get in touch with and who will say yes to being on the show. This day and age, most 99.9% .9 of podcast interviews are done on Zoom. And a lot of people are home these days. So you've got a little bit of advantage these days versus before, but typically it's not impossible to identify people with, that are within the niche that you've created the show to say, hey, listen, uh, I just launched a podcast. would love to have you on as a guest to discuss this. And just start reaching out to people. It's a numbers game like anything else. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the beauty of that, especially if they have a large audience, is that they can help promote the show. I mean, I, I make and I made you uh, kind of check a box that says, hey, you agree to promote the episode that you're on. So if you're choosing wisely, you can also get additional listeners and reach because you're leveraging the followers of the person that you're interviewing. Let, yeah. Let's talk about this for a second, Mark. Let, 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 this is important. This is real important. So, so to Mark's point, and he's exactly right. He does have a form and he's making it explicitly clear. I'm willing to take time to have you on my show and I'd love to have you on the show, but I'd like you to share the fact that you were on the show. Cool. And that sounds like, of course, duh, elementary. Of course I will. Mark, I got you. No problem. That's what the average person says. And then when it comes time to actually share the episode, guess what? They don't do it. So my point here is if you're ever asked to be a guest on a podcast and they ask you to share it, make sure you do. And also, if you have a podcast or you're starting one and you have guests on there, find a very creative way to make it very, very clear that you're willing to have that individual on the show. But part of the, that, that deal is that they're going to share it and get a, get, a, get a verbal, some sort of commitment from that they're actually going to go and do that. So I don't know if you've experienced that or not, Mark, but I, I get yes to death uh, in the past. And people, yeah, 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 I'll share it. No problem. And then crickets when it goes time to share it and you can't get a hold of the person. So um, that was a podcast rant. Sorry. <laughs> No, it's, uh, it's happened to me. So do you have anything that you do to um, mitigate that at all? Yeah, I go, hey, listen, Mark, if you're not going to share it, just tell me right now, okay? You don't have to tell me you're going to share it and then not share it. I Just, just, just tell me right now if you're not going to do it. <laughs> so you kind of got to be comical a little bit about it and without being you know, annoying because there's a fine line there because you could sound desperate too. Um, I, I'm just transparent. I go, hey, listen, Mark, I, I'm not, 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 not for you, but my past experience of having some guests on that some said that they were going to do something and didn't end up doing it. Like, hey, will you share the episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. I get yes to death and it doesn't happen. So I just want to drive the point home. It's extremely important that I'm going to take some time to hang out with you and, and market you and what you do. I just want to, you know, to reciprocate by sharing the episode. Okay. And any leverage points that you can have with that guest, like, um, I don't know, if you agree to promote some of theirs or some sort of a incentive and, and I've been thinking about this is how, how can I incentivize them to, to actually do it? You already are. What's that? You, you already are. You're, How's that? you're having them on your show. Well, that's you're different. Talking about them. Yeah. But a lot of these, you know, let's say they've got a million followers, right. And uh, they're not necessarily going to promote whatever it is that they're on uh, because they don't need to, they got a million followers. What, what, you know, why should they promote themselves on a, on a podcast? Um, but I'm just thinking out loud, if there was something that we could do in order to incentivize them further, like maybe do a, a giveaway for their audience or something. I, I'm just thinking out loud. And uh, I, I don't think that that's even necessary. I think it goes back to saying, Hey, listen, do you remember when you had one subscriber? Do you remember that? Because yeah. everybody starts somewhere. So I understand you might have a million followers, which is incredible. I'm extremely privileged to be able to have you on here. But at the same time, you know, how long does it, it take? two nanoseconds to share something. So I, I try to usually just go back to the, Hey, there was a point in time you didn't have 5 million followers. Okay. And some people just flat out won't do it. Yeah. They just won't share it's usually their team. If they got 5 million followers, there's usually a person handling it. Right. Uh, it's right. usually not the influencer. So well, a, lot, a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people will not, I mean, especially, you know, like my, uh, 
you know, Gary V won't share anything at all. Gary's a good friend of mine and one of my mentors has been for, for 10 years now. And I've had this conversation with him. I'm like, what's the deal? Like, or I thought we were friends. He's like, it's not about friends or not friends. If I, I, my thought process is if I do it for you, I have to do it for everyone. And I would get, and I would get nothing done, <laughs> which yeah. makes perfect sense, you know, but um, yeah, I guess there could be a way to be able to incentivize them. But I think the, the best way is just listen, we're in this whole, like I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. And if it's not aligned that way, that's no. the way it's supposed to be. But yeah, I mean, when you get into these, uh, two, what I call tier one influencers, a lot of times they don't have the time. And to them, they're looking at it as, well, you know, I'll, you know, I'll work on something else besides promote this person's podcast with a thousand, thousand viewers every time or a thousand listeners every time it goes out. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's tough to argue with that. You know, they've probably got other things they can do to make themselves look better. Sure. So I would just have a strategic. I mean, I, I've been very strategic with making sure that I'm not going to bring anybody on my show that's not willing to share it. Yeah, I, I do the same thing. You know, I, I, and I make it a checkbox. So I just point back to that and say, "Hey, you agreed to do this, so I'm sure. just hoping you follow through." Right, 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 right. I mean, I don't know why. I mean, it, it, it makes no sense why someone wouldn't want to. Well, number one, they're able to share information about them being a guest on somebody else's show. So, you know, by, and, and by, I make it easy. I, I create a card for the show. I put a quote from you your name, your, your picture, every single one of these goes out with those. So I just make it really easy. Uh, right. and, and sometimes I'll even write the, the tweet or the Facebook post or whatever for them. Right, right. So, and that works out. That works really well, actually. Yeah. And it's like cut and paste. Come on, you can do a cut and paste. Right. All right. So now we got the guests. We're uh, strong arm arming them into sharing it. What other tactics... Uh, do you recommend people use to promote their own podcast, start building an audience? Audiograms. And those are those pictures with sound on them that have little squiggly lines for you, those of you not familiar. Um, we like to use headliner.app. It's a great, great uh, solution to create um, audiograms with. Run you about 12 bucks a month. They have a free version too if you want their logo all over your stuff. Um, and that, that's, you can post those on Facebook, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and you know, with a call to action of click the link below to subscribe. Now, when you have a podcast host, it's very important to understand that they, it's very important that they give you a podcast website along with your hosting account. It doesn't matter if it's Anchor, which is free, that they, they give you one as well because you want an actual podcast website to send people to. I, I'd like, I recommend rec registering a domain name for your podcast so it goes directly to your podcast website so that when they get there, there's all the options to subscribe, not just the iTunes link or not just the Spotify link. Because guess what? There's a lot of non-Spotify users. It floors me, but there's just, there, there's a lot. They're like, I use Apple Music or I listen to, you know, whatever it might be. So I like to have as many options available for people to subscribe to. So when people say, what's your podcast? And I go, it's beyondthestorypodcast.com. They go there. They can not only listen to the show, but they can subscribe wherever they choose to subscribe. So that's very important that you register a domain name for your show, whatever it may be. Make one up, make sure it's simple, easy to remember, on brand, and have it forward directly to your podcast host's uh, website or your, your podcast website, rather, that your podcast host provides for you. Okay. And so that's one. And that was the headliner. App. Headliner.app. In fact, they have an audiogram generator, like a wizard, they call it. I think you can go in there, you can pull up your podcast. It doesn't always pull up the podcast based on podcasts that are out there. Sometimes you have to add your RSS feed, which your podcast host gives you and it'll pull up and it'll show all of your episodes and you can just choose whatever episode you want and go right into the, into the wizard. And that walks you step by step and you can choose 
15 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute? Do you want it for Instagram? Do you want it for stories? Do you want it for LinkedIn, for Facebook? And it'll help you customize, or excuse me, it'll help, um, it'll, it'll walk you through this wizard that'll, that'll, um, help you create the audiogram. You can choose like whatever time frame. Then they also have an automatic one where you just go in there, you type your podcast show link in there, whatever episode, and it'll go in there and it'll auto generate based on AI and it'll email it to you as frequently as you want, daily, weekly, twice a week. Uh, and it's not always perfect, but you have the opportunity to go in there and edit it if you choose to. But that, I like audiograms because it's visual, it's audio, and it's able to be marketed on Facebook and on, on Twitter and, on, uh, and LinkedIn, et cetera, uh, with ease. And people are familiar with, with, with what they are. Okay. So that's a good tip. I didn't even know about that. I mean, I've seen them, but I didn't even know about that. So that, that's well, you can't, you, you can't, that's something you can't go to five or four because guess what? No one knows what an audiogram is. Yeah. Well, I've so, seen them though. And I'm like, well, how do they do this? I, I figured some video editor had put this together, but it's nice to know that there's a, an app that you could use for 12 bucks a month to, to do it. That's a good, good call. Yeah. Some, some, some podcast hosts provide, I think Buzzsprout provides that. I think they provide audiograms. They allow you to do them. Uh, but head, headliners that it's not as like, you know, you've got to, you have to have a solid image first. So like if you're set, what I like to do is I like to utilize my cover art for my podcast. And so it'll be, I'll use like a rectangle shape. I won't use a square so that I can have two images. So I have on one side of the rectangle is my, is my, is my, um, is, is my podcast cover. And on the right side is my guest picture, their name, their title, et cetera. And then I'll throw that image into headliner and then go through and put the squiggly lines on it and anything else I would want. You can add text and whatnot, but it's always best to just utilize an image you've already created uh, and then put the little squiggly lines. They have like five or six different squiggly lines you can choose from and what color and where you want them on the image, et cetera. Okay. What, I mean, so let me tell you about some of the other tactics I do to promote the webcast. You know, I've got an email list. So if you're subscribed to my email list, I'll send out the podcast that I think yep. is interesting. Uh, I obviously promote it on social. I get the guest to promote it. Um, it sounds like headliner dot, uh, app is something I've got to incorporate into our mix. What other things do you suggest that people do? Do you, do you suggest they go paid, paid social? Yeah. For a dollar a day. So take the, in, take the audiogram that you create with the squiggly lines or take your podcast cover art and go to Instagram, post on Instagram, choose an automatic audience or pick your own audience if you want choose a budget of a dollar a day and start the campaign and have, have the call to action be learn more. Um, subscribe, subscribe. I, I don't know if there's subscribe is the option, but learn more probably is it in the, and then from there they ask for a URL that URL is your podcast website. So if you've registered, a, if you've registered a domain, like for my, for example, mine's beyond the story podcast.com, I would utilize that URL in the Instagram ad, cause that's going to bring them right to my podcast. Or sometimes, sometimes I'll use the iTunes link to the actual episode, or I'll use the direct li link to the episode from my podcast site. Mm -hmm. So it'll be provided for my podcast shows. And it's that actual episode because I want to drive people to that specific episode. If I want to market the show, I'm going to drive them just right to beyond the story podcast.com. Yeah. But for a dollar a day, like for example, I, I did, I was right. Maybe I'm running two bucks a day. I was a big spender, you know, two bucks a day. Mm -hmm. And um, you go to Facebook ads to do it, or is there another separate interface for Instagram? Uh, you've got to have a Facebook ads account set up mm -hmm. in, and, it, and it's got to be connected. So if you click on promote 
on Instagram, Instagram is going to ask you to log in or make sure it's connected to an ad account on Facebook. Yeah. So, uh, you, you do have to, it's best, just, it's easiest to set it up on Instagram. You, you, I guess you could set it up on, um, on Facebook ads manager, but you've got to have a you know, PhD to run Facebook ads manager. It's easier just to hit promote. Cause they walk you through, you know, you click promote and like, cool. What kind of campaign do you want? That's where you choose. I want to, you know, a follow, I want a call to action with a URL. And then you go in, you choose your audience, you choose your budget, you choose your payment method, you click submit. And as soon as they pr- approve you, you're good to go. Oh yeah. Here's a good example. I have one, uh, I for the entire last 30 days. It's a great example. I've spent total budget, a lifetime budget of yeah, 30 bucks. I've gotten 32 link click, uh, 32 link clicks, averaging 42 per 42 cents per click. And I've spent almost 14 bucks. So just to kind of paint a picture for you. Mm-hmm. When you set a dollar a day, my buddy Dennis, you created this strategy, dollar a day. Yeah, I know and Dennis. It, okay, cool. It's, it's effective for Facebook and for Instagram. Stay completely away from the LinkedIn ad platform, completely away from it. Um, Google ads, if you know what you're doing, can work out re- pretty well too for a dollar a day, five bucks a day. Driving people to a destination URL is a great way to get subscribers. Oh, uh, Pinterest. Pinterest is a new one that I heard about a couple months ago. I've been running ads on... Uh, on Pinterest every time I drop a new episode. So I'll go to Pinterest, I'll create a board for Beyond the Story podcast, and then I'll post the uh, episode image there, whatever flyer I'm utilizing with my guest on it. And then I'll put a little bit of the description in there and then I'll put a link directly to the episode on my, on my podcast website. And I spent, I haven't looked in a little bit, but I spent like 30 bucks and got like, 15,000 impressions, something insane. I don't, I didn't track it all back to, to, uh, I haven't taken a look for you. So I was just testing out to see if it was even something that I did it both for my YouTube videos and for new podcast episodes. Yeah. The traffic is ridiculous on, on Pinterest and cheap too. So Pinterest has an ads platform that works really, really well. So go and create a board and then your pin for that board is the actual podcast episode. So you'll upload an image, you'll put the, you have a destination URL, you can put like 500 characters and text there, and then a title of the post too. Interesting. Okay. I had mixed results, Pinterest. So it's interesting you're, you're saying that uh, it's been effective. I mean, a dollar a day. What do you have yeah, to do? Yeah, I mean, it's a dollar a day. So then you can watch it. And if it's successful, you can double down on it, triple down on it. But, uh, well, that's what I do. I'll spend 30 bucks for like 10 days. So I'll spend, you know, three bucks a day and see what's up for 10 days. If 10 days crushed... And I'll just do a dollar a day for a month. Right. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So those are promotional uh, types of activities to increase the audience size of your podcast. Is there anything else you recommend in terms of you put the podcast out and then you're, you're looking at some sort of analytics or something that would tell you, okay, this is the wrong direction. This is the right direction. Um, you know, so my, so my point is, how do you know what's going well, what's not going well, and how do you know when to make changes or not make changes? I think that it's based on what your community and, or in, in, in audience is telling you. If you're posting something about a podcast episode and people like it and they're talking about it, you're, you're doing something right. I think if it's falling on deaf ears, then there may need, there, something may need to be adjusted. However, you know, the, getting a show started, launched, and successful is a long, undetermined amount of time road. 
So you can't just set out on a podcast and go, well, it's just not working. Chances are you're the one not working and recording episodes and putting the work into the podcast. That's nine times out of 10. That's the challenge with it. But as far as being able to make tweaks and understand if you, you we get that gut feeling serves us more times than none too. When we go, well, I mean, I called my, my show, my, my show was first called social buzz on air. And then the second time I relaunched, I called it the Seb Rush show because I thought I was, you know, Ryan Seacrest and people knew who Seb Rusk was false. Uh, and then, um, earlier this year, I rebranded to beyond the story podcast because I'm a storyteller and then I go beyond people's average story that they talk about every time. So, uh, that was more brandable. It resonated a little bit more and it felt better when I talked about it and said it, the Seb Rush show did not, did not resonate with people. So I made a change. Based how did on- you know, how did you know to make that change, Sebastian? Well, I went to a podcast conference and everyone asked me what your podcast is. And I said, the Seb Rush show. And they're like, who's that? <laughs> I was like, that's me jerk. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was, people don't that, want that to was, make that. I find with new podcasts, people don't want to make that mental leap. Just state what you do or what you're about. And as cleanly and easily as possible. The problem is a lot of people have already done that. So you're having to get creative with these titles like you did. But if you get too creative then people are like, well, you know, what's that? Seb Rusk. What's that? Well, I don't think, and a lot of people say that. Do you think there's too many podcasts out there? I'm like, no. Not even we're talking about the titles. I mean, I I could have put digital marketing on my podcast, but I didn't because it's like just 14 of those. So, you know, I came up with a longer name, but I think it's still as as descriptive. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's hard to be simple. Exactly. Really, that's a, that's an accurate statement. 100% is an accurate statement, but not, not impossible. At all. And I always like to say, like, people ask me who my competition is, and I say, I, I have none. Yeah, myself. Yeah. <laughs> Do the work. Exactly. Yeah, none. And people are like, well, you're, that was kind of a pompous response. It's not a pompous response because I know for a fact there is not another Sebastian Rusk on this planet. I know for a fact. I yeah. haven't met one. There might be somewhere in some far off. I haven't met. I've met somebody. I think I might have found one guy on Facebook. Actually, I stand corrected. Oh, really? So the name, uh, I would think it would be more a common name. Yeah, it's not. Oddly enough, it's uh, I weighed twelve pounds, so I needed a big name. Right. So my mom was a no, she was a uh, newspaper columnist in the town I lived in in Indiana when I was born, mm-hmm. and uh, she ran a contest called Name the Kid, and there was Name a German exchange student in town at the time named Sebastian, and I was twelve pounds, eleven pounds, three and a half ounces, and uh, I never my uh, uh, I forget what the doctor's name was, but he was an Asian guy. He came in, told my mom, "You're going to have big boy." <laughs> and uh sure enough was so uh yeah my 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 name fit my my 12 pound uh self right okay i could lose i could afford to lose 12 pounds right now <laughs> <laughs> well i mean a lot of people can claim that with uh with covid and being cooped up inside they open the gyms close the gyms well you know what i did i just hired a a, a trainer that used to work at my gym i had, worked at equinox and um we go to the park three times a week with kettlebells and Thanks. resistance bands and all kinds of fun stuff. So, wow. Okay. Well, that's, that's wonderful. All right. We're digressing. So let's get back to uh, the podcast. And so you decided to change the name again, you know, cause you're experimenting because you went to a conference and basically nobody knew what you did and right. who, who Sab, Sab Rusk was. Sure. So how do you know you got it right now? I like it. <laughs> I like it when I, mean, I talk to people about it. It's a, it's a well, when I, well, more importantly, when I talk to people about it, it's completely well, like, what's your, beyond the story. Well, that's cool. Where do I find it? Beyond the story podcast.com. All right, cool. I'll check it out. Like versus 
like looking at me like I got 10 heads and boogers, you know? So, I mean, okay. So you like it, but how do you know people are listening? Analytics. And where, where are you getting the analytics? You get those from your podcast host. They tell you how many people are listening, what device they use, where they listened in from, where the traffic's coming from, where they heard about the episode. Give you just about everything you could possibly imagine uh, about wanting to understand your listener. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I know with Lipson, they don't do a lot of that. And I like Lipson because it's super easy. But I, I can't get that, that great of analytics. So, you know, well, they don't, don't give you downloads? No, no, no. I got downloads. I got that. But it's not like how long they listened, where it came from. Uh, it's none of that. Yeah, they should. Uh, I, I, I recently switched podcast hosts, which is another great thing to talk about. Find out which podcast host you want and stick there because it's not, it's not impossible to change podcast hosts. But speaking of analytics, they do not travel with you when you right. switch hosts. So yep. I learned that the hard way. Right. So all of my old exa- analytics for my show that I've had, you know, off and on, well, since 2016 on, um, I've had to go back to my old podcast host, look at, and then, you know, add those to the new podcast host analytics on there. Right. The reason that you want this is number one, for your own knowledge to know, well, is anybody even listening to the show? Am I wasting my time? Am I talking to myself? And then when you're ready to advertise or have someone sponsor the show, they're going to want to know those numbers. Yeah. That's yeah. not the only way to make money with a podcast though. Yeah. I mean, uh, and we're going to get into that in just a second, but I think analytics are key. I think there needs to be better analytics. Lipson's okay. It's not great. Um, the, I don't know how long people are listening, for example, should I, you know, with YouTube, we get all these analytics, you know, you can see how far, how far, how long they list, how long they watched it you know, when they dropped off, I mean, there's all these statistics that are, are valuable to people that are creating videos on YouTube with these podcast hosts, unless I'm wrong, I don't know of anybody that's telling you how long they're listening to it on average and where they drop off. So it, it's just a guessing game from what I can tell. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I have not, I've not seen that. Um, I've not seen that metric, uh, but uh, they do give you, they give you the platforms, the device, the player they utilize geographic location, uh, and, and that's about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so let's go to monetization. Not everyone is, should do a podcast to build a huge listener base. Some people say, look, I want to put out a podcast just to talk to the right user base. And all I need is a hundred customers. And if just five of those buy a year, you know, I'm making a ton of money because their, their price points are hundreds of thousands. So what is your thoughts on that? And, um, do you have any other, do you have another perspective? I, you know, I, it's, it's, it's kind of a loaded question because it's, it's, um, my thought process is not, is to not start a podcast just because you want to, to, uh, to get five customers a year from it. Mine, mine comes from a, from a value perspective of, or compliment perspective rather, that my podcast complements my brand. So if I sell insurance, but I talk about bow hunting, but my insurance company sponsors the podcast, it's kind of intertwined there. I'm not talking about insurance because it's pretty boring, but bow hunting could be exciting to that audience. So I find that the podcast in a perfect world, yeah, we're going to get a hundred listeners and we're going to convert five of those into a into customers. And there's nothing wrong with that. But what happens when that doesn't happen? Is the show, is the show a complete failure? 
I mean, do you completely suck? I, 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 I wouldn't think so, you know? Um, so for people, some people are not setting out to, to make a million bucks by starting a podcast. They're, they're, they're starting a podcast to have an extension of their brand providing valuable content. Number one, number two, podcasts are a phenomenal opportunity to meet people that you want to be connected with. Because if you're making that sales call, chances are they're not going to take it. You're making that podcast interview call, you got a little bit better odds of someone entertaining your conversation and saying yes to doing it. And when they've actually been on your show, guess what? Probably a little easier to ask them about that sales call. Once that's all said and done, you've had an opportunity to make it all about them. So what, let's just say, I like scenarios, okay? Let's say I run a business and uh, I want to bring in new customers for that business. And I'm looking at whether I should do video or podcast or blogging. At what point do you say, this, these are the reasons why you want to podcast first as a priority besides shooting video or doing blog posts? I think podcasts would be the last, actually. Because blogging is going to help your SEO strategy and help people find you when they're looking for your whatever you do and they're searching for it. They're going to help find you. It's going to help drive traffic to you. Video does the same thing in, 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 when, in regards to, to, to YouTube. And then Facebook and Instagram work great because you can shoot that video. You can post it and you can run an ad for a dollar a day and target people within a specific radius. So I think if you're looking to grow a business, especially a local business, video and blogging is the way to start. You can hire a blogger for you know, next to nothing and videos can be shot you know, on an iPhone these days. So the, 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 and the, and the less professional, the better. I know that sounds crazy, but like the more real and raw, the, the more, you know, and, that, and when I say, if we use an example of like a local cupcake shop, right? If you're just taking pictures and videos or, you know, showing the process of the cupcake being made because you filmed a video on your phone and you upload it to your Facebook page, that's, it's not difficult to do. And as long as people can see and hear you and understand what the video is all about, then it, it's totally fine. But I think that, that, that blogging and video would, would be a priority. And then it's like, okay, well, now we've been cranking out video. We've got blog posts. It generates traffic. We've seen some traction from there. What would it look like to create a podcast? And if we created a podcast, we can interview these type of people and feature this type of content. And we can promote our videos and our blog posts on the podcast. So I think it would be the other way around. Okay, excellent. That's a fair, fair, fair response. All right, so we're going to wrap things up. Um, I'm going to ask you a couple questions that we ask everybody. Okay. And the first question is what is the hottest digital marketing technology that you recommend? Now you had said podcast, which is true. It is digital. But when I, I guess I'm asking you, uh, and maybe it's headliner.app, but is there something related to podcast that you recommend that people should check out? What time, you know, some, something digital. Yeah, anchor. I keep coming back to Anchor. They should be my sponsor, my life sponsor, not just show sponsor. Cause well, I talk about charging any money. How, how are they going to afford to pay you? Uh, what are you talking about? Well, if Anchor doesn't charge a fee for people, to oh, use they're it. making money somehow. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, yeah. how? Didn't, well, maybe didn't just... Spotify just make them? Didn't Spotify just buy them? They have an ad network. That's a great ah, question. Okay. That's, yeah, that, 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 that's a great question. But in any, any event, well, let, let, uh, let, let it be known that if anyone from Anchor is listening, that uh, you are looking for a, a podcast sponsor or maybe another yeah, holler at your boy. Yeah, absolutely. Get in line, Anchor. Where you been? No, um, 
uh, Anchor is a phenomenal tool. So if you've been thinking about starting a podcast, the thoughts entered your head, you have a burning desire, you've had ideas, you've scripted out episodes, yet you're just in your own way, I strongly encourage you after you're done listening to this episode, you can hit pause right now and start. Go download the Anchor app or go sign up for an account on your desktop. They have a desktop or app and actually get in there and start playing around with it. Record an episode. You can always delete it. You're not setting up the distribution all that initially, but get in there and get familiar with what the process is all about to actually record something and, and, and find out for yourself how easy Anchor really is to use. So I would say regarding podcasting, you, you nailed it. Headliner.app and Anchor are phenomenal tools to utilize. and Both are free. They have a paid, Headliner has a $12 solution, um, but they also have a free solution too. So. I would say those are the two, those are two great, uh, hot, hot, uh, tools in the podcasting world. Okay. All right. And then, uh, final question is who is the most influential person in marketing today? In your opinion? Gary Vanderchuk. Okay. Why, why Gary? I'm a little biased because he's my friend and he's been a mentor of mine for the past 10 years, but the guy has, he, 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 he he says what he does and he does what he says. And that's extremely rare in this world. You know, there's a lot of experts popping up all over the place. Gary's the real deal. He did the work. He, you know, he had to, as he would call it, the immigrant advantage. Came to this country, did not speak a lick of English, lived in a one-bedroom apartment with six family members, worked at his family business um, since he could remember. Was in the base car, baseball card business, but then his dad you know, made him go to work there and worked his way up and, and it all paid off. He was able to grow his family business and later go in and, 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 and start his own agency and, and continue to build his personal brand and just continue to parlay after parlay after parlay of, of moves. And seeing all this evolve and you know, from where he was to where he currently is right now. Some people misread him, you know, he's foul mouth over the top. That's not, that's not who he is. That's a persona to be able to get people's attention on, uh, uh, you know, uh, online. But when you're interacting and as far as a human being is concerned, and again, the proof is in the pudding on where it's at. You look at the, you know, the guy was one of the first investors in Facebook and in Uber and in and, and Twitter and like who, who had those opportunities. So to be able to see that all play out and actually personally know him, but also see that, the, you know, the gospel that he preaches on an ongoing basis has always been consistent, which is this is a content game. This is an authenticity game. This is a community game. This is an engagement game. And this is a game of putting in the work and he does it so i think that that probably that him and tony robbins but tony robbins really isn't you know he's more marketing in the world. yeah i don't think he's marketing either uh i i'll take it one step further not only does he put in the work he he leads by example he, he hasn't given up on you know doing all the content creation that he keep that he keeps doing he keeps experimenting trying um i, I you just have to admire the guy no matter what um, i do find that some of his advice for entrepreneurs is a um a little suspect, um, you know, like going to garage sales and buying things and selling them on eBay. I, I know that's his way of just getting started. Uh, so it's something, you know, but when you're looking at, you know, creating a real business and scaling it, that those are, that's, those are pretty complex topics and you better know what you're doing if you're starting a business and then wanting to scale it and make something of it, anything sure. beyond something rudimentary. So that, that's my only you know, complaint with him, but I don't think he pretends to be that. So there's, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. I agree. He's super influential. If you look at what's happening, you know, he's being invited to, you know, CNBC to be guest, guest, uh, um, not guest host, but a, a guest oh, yeah. Yeah. just huh? talking about what's going on in the marketplace. So, and yeah, he knows his shit. There's, yeah, no, he does. He knows it. 
And yeah, there's not a lot of people that. that know more than he does across the spectrum of marketing, especially social. Well, here's the thing about him is that, you know, his predictions are right. Well, I mean, a few of them. He wasn't right about Snapchat. I think, you know, he, he and I kind of debated that a little bit. And, uh, he's, but he's been right about almost everything else. I mean, it's hard to predict these things, right? When you predict Snapchat's going to be successful, what certainly looked like the trajectory was going to be. I found it hard to use. And then I saw the Facebook, Instagram thing take, taking off. I'm like, there's no way. They're not going to, you know. I never understood it. That UI was terrible. You know what? It still is. I can't stand it. Anyway, and TikTok. I don't even, you know, I, I just don't get it. TikTok uh, is, I, yeah, TikTok is cool. I, I get it now. I don't think it's that, I don't think it's a marketer's friend yet. Um, okay. And, you know, with all the stuff swirling about, about it being banned and all that, I, I'd be a little hesitant to recommend it. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it ends up playing out. I just, uh, I've not, I, I've found zero interest in, you know, f trying to find my audience, you know, with a, what, what appears to be, you know, an age gap of, you know, <laughs> pre-adolescence and, and teenagers, you know, my, yeah, I mean, my, there, my, there are some people that are doing non-music TikToks and finding some success with it. I've seen some gamers do it, but essentially, I mean, why would you try to drive people from TikTok to a podcast um, situation? It, I, doesn't make a lot of sense to me because you're not going to, the whole thing about TikTok is very visual. So you're not going to turn those visuals into a podcast. Maybe you could talk about, you know, how on a podcast, how to make your TikToks successful. I mean, that would be one angle, but you know, there's only a certain amount of people that are going to be able to do that. Right. Right. So, exactly. okay. We're going to wrap things up. Uh, first of all, where can people find you? Uh, anywhere online, it's kind of hard not to find me, but uh, my, my LinkedIn profile, I'm very active on LinkedIn. So if you just search for my name, Sebastian Rusk, uh, Facebook, Instagram, I'm Seb Rusk, S-E-B-R-U-S-K. Okay, excellent. Um, Sebastian, pleasure to have you. Look forward to uh, following you and getting more tips. And if you want to reach out to Sebastian to have your own podcast set up, if you want a professional, I always recommend, hey, if you haven't done this before, Go with a professional. It's worth every dime because you're going to make so many mistakes. You're not going to know all of the ins and outs. Even after listening to this episode, there's so many other nuances that you don't know. I always suggest if you haven't done it before, hire a professional. Learn from that professional. And then the next time, you can set it up for yourself. So with that, Sebastian, thank you very much. Pleasure to have you. Thanks, Mark. It's been a pleasure, man. 